0: Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show as well as other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can also save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without spending a dime. And now, enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favourite rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Well, Tamara Ugolini tried to ask some questions of Liberal MP Anita Anand. And the result? Well, Anita ran away, and then a big red blob of a man impeded Tamara from getting into the venue. Tamara will drop by to give us a quick update on transparency Liberal Party of Canada style on the 2021 campaign trail and wow it's like deja vu all over again proving that the liberals don't have a monopoly on cowardice when confronting members of the independent press alexa lavoy asked Bloc quebecois leader Mr Blanchet two questions he admitted they were good questions but he refused to answer them why well evidently it is bq policy not to answer questions from Rebel News. Alexa will have all the unbelievable details. And letters, we get your letters, we get them every minute of every day, and you had plenty to say about the Uber Karen mayor of Norfolk County who declared Port Dover's famous Friday the 13th biker gathering as a non-event. The reason? Well, COVID of course, but guess what? Thousands of bikers ignored her proclamation and congregated at Port Dover nevertheless. Hey, was there ever any doubt? Those are your Rebels now, let's round them up.
1: last night from the Liberal Party that showed that you are for open and transparency and you actually the wording in there was that you facilitate media coverage so you're not allowing us as independent journalists into this event
0: you're not invited to this event I'm sorry
1: and the event was it an invite only event
0: this is an event that you're not invited to
1: Minister Anand, I have a question for you. Uh, the Liberals are campaigning on openness and transparency and I face barriers to get here as a women, woman trying to work. Will you give me five minutes of your time? I'm Tamara Ugolini with Rebel News and earlier today I was physically prevented from attending a schmoozy cocktail lunch with a Liberal cabinet minister priced at $500 a ticket because I'm not affiliated with state-funded media. This obvious campaign stop, or rather, fundraising event, was taking place at the Mill Restaurant and Pub in Cobourg, Ontario. It featured recently elected Liberal MPD Alison Lester and Minister of Public Services and Procurement Anita Anand. See, I had received an email informing me of this event. At the bottom of it, it outlined how committed the Liberal Party is to openness and transparency at their fundraising events, including, apparently, facilitating media coverage. That's right, they don't just welcome it, they actually facilitate it, or so they allege because i responded to the media contact asking where at the mill the event would take place in terms of whether it would be hosted indoors or outdoors and at the same time i asked for any other relevant media information but i didn't think anything of them not responding and so when i arrived early to the luncheon i went to the entrance of the event where i was met by liberal campaign gatekeeper ben smith
0: canada doesn't recognize you as a media source
1: I received the email last night from the Liberal Party that showed that you are for open and transparency and you actually, the wording in there was that you facilitate media coverage, so you're not allowing us as independent journalists into this event?
0: You're not invited to this event, I'm sorry.
1: And the event, was it an invite-only event?
0: This is an event that you're not invited to.
1: And why is that?
0: I was told you're not invited
1: okay i'm a local resident here in northumberland county i'm also an independent journalist these are public servants the liberal party stands for openness and transparency is that correct
0: i was told you're not invited to this event well there you have it tamara ugolini is persona non grata at a liberal party of canada event but when it comes to getting an answer from that blob barricading the entrance There are no answers forthcoming, and that, my friends, speaks volumes. And joining me now to discuss yet another snub of a rebel reporter on the 2021 campaign trail is indeed Tamara Ugolini. How are you doing there, Tamara?
1: Hey, David. I'm doing well, thanks. How are things over there?
0: Everything is just great. Tamara, i got to tell you, the optics look so brutal on that video. Not for you, my friend, but for the Liberals. Anita Ned jumps out of her Cadillac coupe and literally runs to the venue while that jabroni makes like a defensive lineman in the NFL to keep you from following her. Um, where is this transparency and openness we keep hearing the Liberals bragging about?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that was the exact question that I had for Anita Anand, and also, as you saw, this Ben Smith character (laughs) who was the Liberal gatekeeper for their event. It doesn't look very open and or transparent, if you ask me.
0: But you know what? This speaks to the quality of the candidate, I think, Tamara. If she had stalled with you and just engaged in a civil conversation, maybe she doesn't like you. Maybe she doesn't like your politics. Maybe she doesn't like rebel news. So what? Isn't she strong enough on her own policies and principles to have a discussion with you to basically politely tell you why you're wrong and she's right? But no, she runs for the
1: hills. Right. And it was funny because we didn't mention it in the in the report itself. But when Catherine and I were staked out front of the mill restaurant and pub for over an hour, we actually saw what appeared to be the attendees on the inside, uh, facilitated by Alison Lester, the MP here in Northumberland, Peterborough South, she was actually giving details on how exactly Anita could pull in and pull right up to that entrance to intentionally evade us. Uh, And as soon as they caught wind that we were kind of watching and listening, they immediately skirted away, scurried away, and went to another part where we weren't able to see them. But the whole thing, I mean, like I said before, that... I kind of figured something like this would happen. I mean, it's it's very common for rebel reporters to be ousted by these bureaucrats. Uh, but when it happens to you on the scene and you're being respectful and you're asking just one question, it's very disheartening and, and pretty surreal, actually. Uh, I still can't really believe it, even if it's something to say from Anita and Nan, you know, I'm at this event, we're not taking media questions, I'd be happy to touch base with you at X, Y, and Z. I it, mean, how hard is that? It,
0: oh, exactly, Tamara. And, and too bad liberal policies aren't as solid as the, I guess, getaway or get into uh, the uh, the venue uh, plan that they hatched, which was successful in uh, blocking you. I mean, it was almost comical. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but... She's in a Cadillac CTS coupe. I don't know if you noticed whether or not it was the V-Series, which means it's the, it's over f- 500 horsepower under that hood. And what I couldn't help but notice about that is that these are the liberals that are all about climate change and carbon taxes and going green. And she's showing up in the event in a hot rod. It was reminiscent of <laughs> Elizabeth May um, a while back in a Dodge Viper, no less. I mean... They're not even just the hypocrisy of 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 what Mm -hmm. they say and how they act is staggering to me, Tamara.
1: Absolutely, and I can echo that sentiment when I covered the Justin Trudeau campaign stop in Coburg on Monday night, where he showed up in this huge, decked out bus, two buses, one for Justin Trudeau, and one for his media cheerleaders. I mean, and I'm thinking to myself, so much for net zero with your two huge campaign buses. And they just offload on off of these buses, like it's nothing. And you know that they're not solar powered.
0: Oh, 100%. I saw those two buses at the Barry event. Uh, Plus, let's not forget the 7 suburban SUVs that the Mounties are driving around in. A bit of a big carbon footprint there, I I should think. I I think somewhere Climate Barbie weeps. Uh, But, you know, getting back to the issue at hand, not just for you, Tamara, but for all of us here at Rebel News, is this the new normal when it comes to doing media scrums that candidates will only give interviews to those people they like, to those... Uh, people whose politics they like because to me that's very cowardly.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I agree. And it, it begs the question that if you're only speaking to people who agree with you, then how can we uphold the idea of having democracy and scrutiny when you're an elected public official and whether or not you want to engage with only those who agree with you, there's going to be people who don't agree with you. And as a politician, you have to represent everyone, not just those select few who are within your echo chamber. And that's where we get dissent and that's where we get reasonable debate. And that's where we can come up with policy that actually makes sense for everyone, not just one small demographic of individuals.
0: And you know, Tamara, I can't help but think of President Donald Trump when he would have pressers at the White House, and some of which would go for more than an hour. And he would deliberately take questions from those members of the media that absolutely despised him, such as Jim Acosta. And I think he actually had sport with it. He enjoyed the back-and-forth debate. But here in Canada, I think we, you know, of every political stripe, it seems, we have just too many cowards out there that are triggered by tough questions, tough, albeit fair questions, and, like I said, That's not the kind of leader I wanna cast my ballot towards. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely, and I think that goes back to when you're comfortable and confident in the policies and your rationale for making the decisions that you're making as a politician or an elected official, then you should be able to have that back and forth, and you should be able to justify and refute or provide a rebuttal to naysayers. And that just doesn't seem to be happening on all levels of government and from especially what that we've seen with the covid narrative are these public health officials who come up with all these rules and regulations and then when they're questioned or the validity comes under scrutiny, they have no leg to stand on. So I think that's really important here as we approach the federal election is making sure that these politicians have a leg to stand on and they can back up what they're saying with facts and confidence because skirting media, I mean, like you said in the in the beginning, that is it's embarrassing. And it's really surreal that that's where we're at with Canadian politics.
0: Yeah. Although let's be fair, they don't skirt all media. You reference the media bus that follows the Justin Trudeau bus, which are almost identical looking buses Um, for the government approved Mm -hmm. and funded media. Oh, yeah, they have time to shoot the breeze with them. Uh, but then again, as our boss, Ezra Event, likes to say, the media watchdogs have become lapdogs under this regime and mm-hmm. shame on them as well. In any event, Tamara, great report. And you have a, a wonderful weekend in Coburg. By the way, is the beach open there? Or can you get on that beach without getting arrested? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the beach is open now seven days a week. I believe it's from 7 or 8 a.m. until 11 p.m. So there is a COVID cutoff there. And the fencing will remain, I don't know, until sometime in the fall anyway. Because in case of an emergency, they need to be able to shutter that beach quickly.
0: <laughs> oh, the madness never ends. Well, you go out and get some rays and enjoy the, the nice warm lake while you can. And thanks once again, Tamara.
1: Thanks, David. All the best.
0: And that was Tamara Ugolini in Coburg. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this.
2: So I went to the headquarters of Medicago because today the leader of the Bloc Québécois, Yves François Blanchet, went there to discuss about the drug production and research. In Quebec. So let's see if he will really want to answer to my question. Nous allons passer à la dernière question en présence avec Rebel News. Oui, uh, bonjour. Mon nom c'est Alexa pour uh, Rebel News. En fait, ma question aujourd'hui c'est de savoir uh, votre position par rapport uh, au passeport vaccinal au niveau fédéral, mais aussi provincial, parce qu'on sait très bien qu'au Québec. Uh, La mesure euh, devrait être en place euh, d'ici le 1er septembre et que euh, les droits de certaines personnes vont être brimés au niveau des mesures emplacements et des établissements plaisir euh, pour certaines personnes. Et aussi au niveau fédéral, on, on, on sait qu'au euh, niveau des transports aériens et au niveau des trains, euh, ce droit aussi va être brimé. Qu'est-ce qu'est- quelle est votre position par rapport à ça?
1: Vous m'envoyez sincèrement désolé, madame, parce que bien que votre question apparaisse tout à fait raisonnable, je maintiens la politique de ne pas répondre aux questions de Rebel News.
2: Et est votre... En suivi. Pardon? En suivi. Ben, ça va être la
1: même réponse, en suivi. Ouais. En
2: suivi. Alors... Ben, en fait, moi, je m'intéressais aussi à savoir euh, quelle était votre position par rapport euh, au niveau libéral euh, d'encourager euh, la censure de l'Internet.
1: Encore une fois, je dois, à regret, euh, vous indiquer que je continue à ne pas répondre aux questions de Rebel News.
2: So they refused to answer the, ans- the question of rebel news. You just saw it straight up. I asked two simple questions really fair enough about the vaccine passport at federal and provincial and about the censorship in federal about the internet. And they refused both of my questions. So it's simple. People who refuse to answer to my question are in the side of the government right now. So they choose who have the answer, who can ask the question. And this is actually a censorship of which media can have the uh, answer or not. So I will never have my answer because they don't want. answer to me
0: well unlike so many liberals who are just downright rude in dealing with certain members of the independent media i will give points to mr blanchette for at least being polite and complimentary when it came to giving a rebel news reporter the bums rush oh don't get me wrong folks this guy is a coward to be sure it's just that he's a very cordial coward indeed and joining me now with more on this story is our Quebec-based reporter, Alexa Lavoie. Bonjour, Alexa. Bonjour. <laughs> so, Alexa, um, that was really something to see. Uh, and also, the Bloc Quebecois uh, leader actually making mention that this is policy for him not to respond to questions from a rebel news reporter um gee alexa who wrote this policy and what's the reason for this policy
2: i i think it's probably something that he made up because i don't understand that it can be really a policy uh is it from justin trudeau or maybe like the government right now but i did talk with other um leader of other party and they did accept to answer my question but not him
0: (laughs) you know it's amazing it's like he's embodying cancel culture uh he's a one-man cancel culture machine and what i don't understand alexa is where is the debate here it why is he so scared to take you on i remember Back in the days when I was at Ryerson, you could have debates on the most contentious issues, capital punishment, gun control, abortion. And after the debate, you'd go to the pub and, you know, have a beer. And now it's like I find you or your politics or your question offensive, so I'm not going to answer it? And this guy wants to be a leader?
2: Yeah, so uh, that surprised me so much because I... I came to see the girl and I say, oh, I have a question. So, um, I asked my question and he, he said that it was a legitimate like question that he, but he, he, he said that he would not answer to news. So, I took the opportunity to another question but uh, I had the same answer and when I came after him, like after like following him on, on his bus and his bodyguard stopped me kind of. I was like, uh, are you scared of me? Or are you scared of Rebel? I'm not sure I understand because I'm not as ugly as that. <laughs>
0: oh, unbelievable. You know, so really, um, Alexa, the policy of so many of these leaders in this 2021 election campaign, it's that I'm only going to respond to your questions if I like you or like your politics. That's pathetic in my book. But it's
2: why I say to him, like I say, you are in, um, you're running for an electoral campaign. You should answer to anybody who asks you a question. That is democracy. That is supposed to be on what we live right now. But now you decide from who you take the question. And you know that the question would be easy for you to answer.
0: That's a problem. Oh, it's incredible. By the way, Alexa, a bit of a tangent here, but how is the Bloc Quebecois polling right now? I always find Quebec to be an absolutely fascinating um, province when it comes to elections because I think Quebecers are very fickle people. Uh, On one hand, you get the orange wave. Uh, Then you get the Bloc Quebecois winning so many seats in 2019 that nobody saw coming how are they trending these days? Is there gonna be a surprise coming out of Quebec again?
2: So um, you need to understand our word Quebec. Quebec always believed that they were different than the rest of Canada because we speak French and a lot of people don't really speak English. So we are we grow in a different world than yes. the rest of Canada. So our information doesn't comes out from uh, outside we took it from the mainstream media because we never had nothing else to take our information in French so um, people believe what they saw in the TV they believe uh, on mainstream media they believe on what they say but now the mainstream media doesn't act like um, just showing like candidates they show what they want you to see so you so that influenced the choice of
0: people. So, uh, Alexa, h- how do you feel in your heart <laughs> in terms of the Bloc Quebecois? Do you think they're going to do as well as they did in 2019 this time around? So, I'm um,
2: not for really Bloc Quebecois because uh, for a long time, they wanted Quebec had to be a country. But we, we know that Quebec cannot be separate the rest of Canada because we will just die by the (laughs) death and um, so um, maybe they will do good because they are the only party from Quebec really but you have Max and Bernie that is from both Mm. but most of the other leader are not from Quebec so we are a kind of people that we will support people that come from our place it's something that we always saw in Quebec, um, but I. That it's something he, he, I say that he was against um, the Vax passport. And so that did influence like some people that I know, but I was like, OK, Maybe he, did, he say that because he is now running for the campaign. And he know that a lot of Canadians are against it. Is it like a tactical, or it's really what he think?
0: Indeed. And well, I'll tell you one last question, uh, Alexa. I think regardless of politics, if I was a Quebecer, and I was watching that press conference, and I see the leader of a political p- party too afraid, too cowardly to answer questions legitimately good questions, which he himself admits, from an independent news journalist, that's not a positive vibe I'm getting. I'm thinking, this guy's a coward. He can't even, you know, honestly answer questions. Do you see things changing during the campaign, or every time you run into this individual, is he going to do the Sergeant Schultz, I know nothing, I see nothing routine? But I think what he did
2: it's because it get viral. Um, a lot of people did wrong to me. um I think that will turn really bad to him um because he refused to answer a hand independent uh, media, and when you run for a campaign, you should be able to answer to anybody like everybody that asks you a question you should answer so I think that will turn against him but It is hope he should have answered my question as any other leader.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. It was not a good look, and the shame is all on him in this case. Alexa, it was a wonderful report. Thanks for trying. Um, (laughs) Maybe if you get another chance to scrum him, we'll see if he changes his tune. Not that I'm very hopeful. So thank you so much, and you have a good weekend, my friend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And that was Alexa Lavoie in Quebec keep it here folks more of rebel roundup to come right after this the mayor of Norfolk county has declared this a non-event she doesn't want you coming here because of covid Uh, what do you make of that uh stupid decision (laughs) if i look at all the people that are here it looks like an event yeah it looks like an event to me and a happy event too Okay, so money talks and bikers walk? I believe so, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, bikers
2: bikers don't listen
0: anyway. <laughs> well, fancy that. Thousands of freedom-loving bikers ignored the proclamation by Mayor Chop that the Friday the 13th gathering was a non-event. Shockers. In any event, you had plenty to say about yet another COVID-caren politician trying to be a party pooper when it comes to an event that is so beloved by the common man, all in the name of Wuhan virus safety protocols, of course. Josie Simmons writes, nothing like seeing a crowd of healthy people enjoying life. CP-24 didn't scare them. Yes, Josie, imagine that, not listening to Mayor Chop nor being influenced by the scare stream media. Being in Port Dover last Friday was like taking a time machine back to 2019. You know, when things were normal. Kalen Royson writes, taking on bikers. Yep, that'll work. Indeed, Kalen, freedom is a big part of biker culture and to think these folks would cower into compliance because some mealy-mouthed mayor arbitrarily declared their gathering a non-event. What an epic fail by Mayor Chop. In Darkness writes, Canadians hand Mayor Crystal Chop a map of Canada so she can check just what damn country she is living in. Not a bad idea in darkness, but then again, perhaps Mayor Chop is one of those elitists who actually dismisses the very idea of Canada. Remember how Climate Barbie's house husband, Scott Gilmore, wrote in a column in McLean's a few years ago entitled, Canada is not a country? Yeah, Canada is not a country. But Gilmore's wife gets paid very nicely by this non nation as a cabinet minister. And Gilmore himself also gets a paycheck via Ottawa, as McLean's is subsidized by your tax dollars. But Canada is not a country. <laughs> Give me a break. Michael Bourne writes It's the happiness that's blocking the rally. Only the elite globalists are allowed to enjoy some fun. You know you have a good point there Michael don't all didn't all the COVID rules go out the window for Barack Obama's birthday party and how about those multi-millionaire Blue Jays qualifying for a so-called national interest exemption so they can play baseball games out of Skydome again yet again one law for thee one law for me and Gary Francis writes obviously Mayor Chop has not heard the story of Kim King Canute and the